the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and of course includes our text for the year. Isaiah 43 and I'm reading from verse 14. In fact let's read this together, see it's on the screen, let's read this together. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me. The jackals and the owls because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that your word speaks to us, that your word challenges us, that your word can even change us and transform us. And that's what we pray will happen this morning as we look into your word, that you might challenge us and change us and that you might transform us so that we continue that journey of discipleship in becoming more like your son, Jesus Christ. Speak to us, we pray this morning, through the power of your Holy Spirit working in and through each one of us and in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so it's, uh, it is time to wish you all a, a happy new year. Happy new year. And, uh, it is a new year. And, uh, in this new year, we're thinking about the new thing that God is doing. That God is doing a new thing. Many people will make uh, New Year's resolutions. Anybody made any New Year's resolutions this year? People will be thinking about things that they might want to stop doing or things that they might want to start doing. Anybody made any New Year's resolutions? No? Yes? Try to take the church earlier. That's great. That's a great resolution. Okay. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, there's a few people perhaps need to... No, no, we won't go there. Okay. Okay. Well, the New Year is, is a time to think about doing new things, isn't it? It's a time to, to, to start. It's a, a new start, a, a fresh beginning. Uh, the old year has passed and the new year has come. And uh, we picked that, we picked that up in, in our text for this new year. 
And uh, when we're thinking about forgetting the former things, not dwelling on the past and looking at that new thing that God is doing and asking ourselves whether we see it or not and reminding ourselves that God makes a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. How exciting is that? Are you excited that God is doing a new thing? Uh, of course, we might prefer the old thing to the uh, to the new thing. We might prefer that, that God continue to do the old things rather than did anything new. Because as human beings, uh, we're more comfortable with the old things than we are with the new. How do you like the chairs? Have you noticed we've not put them back from Christmas? I'm sure, I'm sure that won't last very long. I'm sure very soon they'll be back in the order that we normally have them. But actually for this morning, I'm glad that they're like this because they're different. And uh, when we come into church, we might think, oh, hang on a sec, this is a little bit different. We've not got the free rows uh, with the exact numbers of chairs in, in each row. So we know exactly not only whereabouts in church we sit, we probably know which chair we sit on. We might sit on exactly the same chair every week. And there's, there's, some, there's something while we smile and laugh and I'm not taking the mickey. I, I, I like, uh, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm, I prefer uh, things to stay the way they are. I, I, like the, I like to have that big pulpit in front of me because it gives me that kind of uh, comfort zone, something to hide behind. We, we, we prefer things, don't we? we? We prefer the old. It's like that old pair of shoes that we, we just can't throw away because they're, they're so comfy, even though we've brought a new pair. Uh, we do prefer the old. And there's a sense in which um, perhaps one of the reasons we prefer the old is because there's something uh, scary about something new, isn't there? Something scary about going into a new situation. Uh, maybe into a situation we haven't been before because we don't know what it's going to be like. And uh, that's why we tend to cling on to the old. But God is doing a new thing. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And God is always doing a new thing. God is always doing something new. So, God is doing a new thing. That's what we want to be thinking about this morning. And... Uh, Paul talks about it, we're ready to be in the series. Therefore, is anyone in Christ? He is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And of course, when we come to Christ, uh, we change, don't we? We get rid of a load of the old things and we take on something new. But we do tend to cling on to some of the old things. The old bad habits don't just disappear straight away. We tend to cling on because that's how we are. And we're thinking very much this morning about letting go of the old and welcoming and uh, expecting and, and, and accepting the new. So, step one, because I, I reckon that you do want to embrace this new thing that God is doing. I'm presuming, I'm taking that as a, as a yes, that you want to embrace the new thing. So how do we do it? Well, step one to embracing the new thing that God is doing is all about changing your focus. It's all about changing your focus. And of course, your focus is where you look. So step one in embracing the new thing that God is doing is changing your focus. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things. Now, when Isaiah says forget the former things, I don't really mean he means forget them, wipe the slate uh, clean, forget that they ever happened. 
What he's talking about is, is not dwelling on the past, not continually thinking about the former things. He's just been speaking about uh, a magnificent event in Israel, probably the biggest event in Israel's history, the Exodus, when uh, Moses led the people out of Egypt and they had that miraculous encounter where Moses was able to part the Red Sea. And having just spoke about that, it might seem strange that he says, forget all about that. Why would Isaiah say that? Well, maybe it's because one of the problems is, is when we, when we focus on what God has done in the past, we might think, well, that's the way God works. And that's how God works. And that's how it's been. So we might be looking for God to repeat the same things that he did in the past, in the present, and in the future. And therefore, we might be limiting God because we might not recognize the new thing because we're still looking for the old thing. Because our focus is on the past rather than the present and the future. So step one in embracing this new thing that God is doing is changing your focus. Don't look back. Don't keep looking backwards. Don't keep looking backwards. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I don't know about you, but I do tend to dwell on the past. Do you do that? Do you have uh, things that keep, keep kind of coming back into your mind from the past? I've, I've, there's a friend of mine who always makes me laugh and uh, whenever I meet with him he always goes through some of his past he's, he's a Baptist minister and he always brings up past experiences that haven't been very pleasant in his ministry and I can guarantee every time I meet with him he'll bring up the same experiences every time and although it makes me smile it also makes me sad because there's a sense in which he hasn't let that let go of these things that have hurt him it keeps bringing them up and going over. But that's what we tend to do, isn't it? We tend to, to revisit the past and we allow these things con- to, to continue to affect us. Because they pop into our minds and we think, oh, I, wish I'd, I wish I hadn't said that, I wish I hadn't done this, I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd said that. I wish this hadn't happened, I wish that had happened. And we allow, and, and our focus is on what's happened in the past. Well, you can't have a better tomorrow if you're thinking about yesterday all the time. You can't have a better tomorrow if you're living in yesterday. You can't do anything about yesterday. Yesterday's gone. You can learn from the things that happened yesterday, but you can't do anything about it. It's gone. And if as long as you're thinking about yesterday, uh, it's going to make your focus on things that are in the past. So step one to embracing the new thing that God is doing is change your focus. Don't look back. Moving past the past. Not getting stuck in the past. There's people that get stuck in the past. There's also churches that get stuck in the past. As a church, we don't want to be stuck uh, continually doing the things we've always done just because we've always done them. Very often when, when you start to investigate, you know, why do we, why do we do this particular thing? Well, that's how we've always done it. Is the, there's the reply that comes out. This is the way we do things in this particular place. This is the way we've always done it. And there's a sense in which that might be a good thing. Uh, you know, getting to church on time and coming to church is something that we do every week, which is a good thing that we want to, uh, Encourage people to continue to do, but but we don't want to continue to encourage people to do exactly the same thing when they get here all the time. And the past can actually limit what God wants to do in the present. So we've got to move beyond the past, we've not got to get stuck in the past, and some people do get stuck in the past, and they just can't move on.
And as a church, we've been thinking recently about moving forward. And we want to move forward with and in God. And God wants to do a new thing. But for God to do a new thing, we need to let go of the past because God is doing a new thing. We often want to make a change, but when change arrives, we resist it. Embrace the change and press into your future. We don't like change, do we? If we're honest, we don't like change. Um, But actually, God wants to change us. God doesn't want to leave us the way that we are. He wants to continually change us, making us more like his son, Jesus Christ. And he does it in different ways. So step one in embracing the new thing that God is doing is change your focus. Don't keep looking backwards. Don't keep looking backwards. Don't look back because that's not the way you're going. One of the difficulties, you know, if you, if you ever try this, if you're walking along and you're looking back and you're not looking where you're going, you're going to, at some stage, get into some trouble because you might not see that suddenly there's a... And you could fall off the stage, or worse, because you're not looking. I probably shouldn't have done that because I've already got a bad knee. But there we go. But you get what I mean? If you're not looking where you're going... Um, you're either going to bump into something or some somebody or you're not really going to see what's in front of you because you've constantly got your focus on what's behind you. And there's a sense in which some people do that. Don't we? we see people walking around looking at the phones, don't we? Uh, and not looking where they're going. Uh, if you're not looking where you're going, you're going to get into trouble. So are you looking where you're going? Don't look back, you're not going that way. We're moving forward. Just because the past didn't turn out like you wanted it to doesn't mean your future can't be better than you imagined. The future might be a lot better than any of us could possibly imagine. Because God is doing a new thing. And God's new thing is not in the past. God's new thing is not in the past. God did a new thing in the past. It was new then, and now it's an old thing, and God wants to do a new thing. So don't dwell in the past, because God says, I'm doing a new thing think. The only time you should ever look back is to see how far you've come. You might have seen that little thing on Facebook or in other places. It's an interesting thing at the beginning of the year to think how far have we come. How far have we come in this last year in our relationship with God? Can we look back in a positive way and say, I've actually moved from where I was and I've I've not got stuck in the past, I've actually moved forward in my relationship Have you noticed sometimes when we ask for testimonies about what God has done, very often people speak about things that God did quite a long time ago. It's great to hear people's testimonies and conversions about how they came to Christ, uh, but if that was 20, 30, 40, 50, where do I stop, 60 years ago, um, it's still, it's great to hear the story, but hopefully God has done something since then in your life that's worth speaking about. How far have we come? Change your focus. That's the first thing in embracing the new thing that God is doing. The second step in embracing the new thing that God is doing, because we want to embrace, don't we, the new thing that God is doing. We want to embrace it. And the second step in doing this is to clarify your focus. Is to bring clarity to your focus. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. We need to clarify what is the new thing that God is doing. Isaiah doesn't say what it is. He just says, see, God is doing a new thing. doesn't say what it is. 
I wonder whether one of the reasons why he doesn't say what it is, because sometimes you get the idea or the, the thought come into your mind that sometimes we're trying to make something happen. I'm sure you've been in, in situations where you almost feel like we're trying to create uh, or make God do something, and we're trying to make it happen. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you go to, to events and, and you feel almost like it's kind of, it's, it's almost been staged, managed, that this is the time now when God's going to, going to appear right here, right now, because we've arranged it and God's going to fit into what we're doing. Well, hang on a sec. No, Isaiah says, see, I am doing a new thing. Our job is not to try and do the new thing. Our, God is to, our job is to recognise what God is doing and to join in. See, I'm doing a new thing. You see... Yesterday is history. What's yesterday? History. Tomorrow is a mystery. What's tomorrow? You see, yesterday is history. We can't do anything about it. Tomorrow is a mystery. We don't really know what's going to happen. If you'd have told me 12 months ago that I was going to be a grandfather and that I was going to be moving churches, I just wouldn't have probably believed it. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. But today... God is doing a new thing. Let's say that again. Yesterday is... Tomorrow is a... Today God is doing... You'll remember that, won't you? Learn the new verse as well. Don't just remember silly catchphrases. (laughs) Okay. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Now it springs up. Do Do you not perceive it? It's happening now. God's new thing. God's new thing is happening now. You didn't realise that, did you? You didn't realise it. I am doing a new thing, Isaiah says. Because yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. And today God is doing a new thing. Today God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Well, the reality is a lot of the time we don't. A lot of the time we actually say, don't we? I can't really see what God's doing. I don't really understand what God's doing. I can't see God in this. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why that is happening. I don't know why that's not happening. Very often we cannot perceive what God is doing. Do you not perceive it? Well, just because we don't see it, it doesn't mean it hasn't started or it isn't happening. Or just because we don't understand it, doesn't mean that God is not at work. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It's like when you plant something in the soil. Uh, for a long time, it seems like nothing is happening because we can't see what's going on underneath the soil. But actually, the plant is taking root and starting to grow and we only see it when it appears out of the soil. But underneath, something's happening. And very often, that's what it's like with God. Things are happening that we cannot see or perceive because we can't always see what God is doing. But it doesn't mean that God is not at work. Don Moen, in, uh, in his song, God Will Make A Way, says, God will make a way there, there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. God works in ways that you and I can't see and don't always see. Sometimes we don't see it because our focus is in the past. We're looking in the wrong direction. Sometimes we can't see it because our focus is in the future. And we're not looking at what's happening in the present. That's why step two to embracing the God, the new thing that God is doing is clarifying our focus, clarifying our focus, moving from the past 
to the present. Because today is the day of salvation, we read. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is doing a new thing. It's springing up. It's happening now. Rob Bell in his book, How to Be Here, uh, talks about a, 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 an occasion when he uh, when he goes out to, he, to to get some mail from the mailbox and he bumps into a neighbour and the neighbour engages him in a conversation but he hears a dog barking and he wonders whether that dog is the dog that he sees barking every day as he goes to work and then he hears an alarm going off and he wonders whose who's alarm it is and, and, he's, and this neighbour's having a conversation and he says, you're there but you're also not there. And sometimes we experience that, don't we? You, you might be talking to somebody, but you're not really listening because you're somewhere else. And that can happen in church. You can be in church, but actually you can be somewhere else at the same time. I've been trying to work out how to do that for years. How to be in two places at once, and you're already doing it. Because right now, you might be here, but your mind might be somewhere else. You might be thinking, did I turn the oven on, or did I turn the oven off? Did I leave the iron on? Did I leave the hair curls on? Have I done this? Have I done that? There might be all sorts of thoughts going through your head and your mind, and you might be somewhere else, even though you're here. And the problem with that is in our relationship with God, sometimes we're not fully present. We might be thinking about the past or we might be thinking about the future and we can't see what God is doing in the here and the now. Right here, right now, God is wanting to do a new thing. Because yesterday is... Tomorrow is a... Today, God is doing a... That's right. So step two into embracing the new thing that God is doing is clarifying our focus. Clarifying, understanding what it is that God is doing today. Seeing the new thing for ourselves. Step three, this is great, isn't it? Three steps to embracing uh, the new thing that God is doing. Step three to embracing God's new thing that God is doing is concentrating your focus. To concentrate your focus. I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wilderness. I am making a way in the desert. God is making a way. God is able to transform the desert areas of your life. You know those areas uh, that are barren? Those areas that are difficult? Those areas that we don't really want to think about or share about? God can transform our darkest and our worst moments, our desert times, those times when it, when it felt like God had abandoned us, those times when it felt like God wasn't with us, that God wasn't doing a new thing. <clears throat> he wasn't even doing an old thing, he wasn't doing anything. God can transform the desert areas of your life. I'm making a way in desert and streams in the wasteland. Uh, the things about deserts and, and wastelands is that there, there isn't any water. Uh, one of the Christmas presents I, I, I got this uh, Christmas is, uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Levison Wood, uh, walking the Nile, walking the Himalayas, uh, walking the Americas. <clears throat> Somebody very kindly bought me uh, the set and I was watching Walking the Nile. And one point in Walking the Nile is they walk through this desert and they hire these these camels and he gets these nomads who are going to take him and they assure him that they will be able to find water in the desert. But after about three days, 
when they're almost running out of water, he starts to question whether these nomads are actually going to be able to find water because he realises they've only got about a day's left of water. And he says to him, are you sure you know where this water is in the desert? Because all I can see is desert and no sign of water. And the nomad said, yeah, yeah, it's okay, we know what we're doing, the camels will tap out in the water. And, and he gets really panicky and they're getting really low on water because there isn't any water in the desert. And they get into a stage where they're almost running out of water and it's getting serious and suddenly they find the water in the desert. And our God is the God who can provide water where it seems there isn't any water. He can bring life where it seems there isn't any life because God is wanting to do a new thing. He's making a way in the desert and streams in a wasteland. God opens the way where there appears to be not a way. It may be at the beginning of this new year that you feel uh, fearful about what is ahead. That you can't see the way ahead. You can't see, you haven't got that focus, you haven't got that clarity, you haven't got that concentration, that your mind is all over the place and you're anxious and you're worried. Well, trust in God's faithfulness that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. This is a time for new possibilities because God is wanting to do a new thing in your life, in my life and in the life of this church. God is doing a new thing. Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do is one way that one person translates uh, verse 18. Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. It's not going to be like it was before. It is going to be different because God is doing a new thing. So step three to embracing the new thing that God is doing is to concentrate your focus. In Hebrews, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and founder of our faith. Concentrate your focus on the thing because yesterday is... Tomorrow is a, but today God is doing a new thing. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You might be familiar with the poem by Robert Frost, uh, The Road Less Travels. Two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less travelled by. And that has made all the difference. Well, in the in our reading from Isaiah, <coughs> it's not the road less travelled, it's the road never travelled. The road never travelled because God is doing a new thing. He's leading us down a completely new road that we haven't been down before. It's not just that it's less travelled, it's never been travelled before. Many take the road widely travelled, few take the road less travelled, only you can take the road never travelled. How to succeed? Take the road you've never travelled before because God is wanting to do a new thing in your life. And whenever we get that choice, it can be scary, isn't it? It can be risky. You know, do we go down this new path or do we stay on the old path? Do we stick with what we're familiar and comfortable with or do we experience and embrace the new thing that God is wanting to do in our lives? So step one, if we want to embrace the new thing that God is doing, is to change your focus. Don't keep thinking about the past. Don't keep looking backwards. Don't allow the past to stop you moving forward. Step two is clarifying your focus. Clarify your focus. Uh, 
Understand what's happening. See that God is doing a new thing. And then step three in embracing this new thing that God is doing. is Concentrate your focus. Concentrate on the thing that God is doing. This new thing that God is wanting to do. So let's say together our text for the year. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing.